0: I'm going to kind of switch it up a little bit, actually, and, and, and kind of do, do a, a message that's kind of on my heart that God's been speaking to me about the last couple of weeks, but it's more of a shout. It's, it's like a time to be, to be a bit noisy and a bit rowdy. And, and it's like the shout of praise to God. So, so it's like communicating with God because I, I believe that today there's, there's something within us that needs to step up sometimes and, and, and shout praise, shout the name of Jesus over situations, not just be silent all the time. So we're going to talk about uh, this, this and we're going to have a conversation this morning about that. But before we do, come on, let's pray right now. Father God, Lord, I I thank you for your amazing grace and your love for us, oh God. Today, Lord God, I pray would we open our ears to hear what you're saying. Lord, we open our eyes to see what you're doing, oh God. Lord, would you speak to us as a family, Lord, us as individuals here today. Lord, that we may have an encounter with you this morning, that you would speak directly to every single person and situation they are facing and going through today. Lord, giving us keys for living that tomorrow we can walk boldly and courageously into our world. So Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, will you come and bless in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, I've realized uh, uh, through my life that there's a time to, uh, to shout. And there's a time to be silent. And this morning, uh, we're going to look at a a, a well-known story in the Bible. We're going to pull it to to pieces, really, because because it's about a group of people that shouted the name of Jesus and saw an incredible thing happen, which I'm believing is not just for Bible times. It's not just a great story that we read, but it's living and breathing and active and real for you and for me today. And it's come from Joshua chapter 6. Uh, words are going to come up on the screen right now. If you've got a, a, a smartphone and want to jump onto our app, the sermon notes or message notes are online on the app, uh, which you can download. We've got our Wi-Fi there that you can use that's just not using Facebook or Trade Me during the message, please. <laughs> we're all, no one would do that here, eh? The ones who are laughing probably will, but no. Okay, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 5, it says this. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut, "'Because the people were afraid of the Israelites. "'No one was allowed to go in or out. "'But the Lord said to Joshua, "'I have given you Jericho. "'I've given you its king and all its strong warriors. "'You and your fighting men should march around the town "'once a day for six days.'" Seven priests will walk ahead of you with the ark. Now, the ark is like not Noah's ark. An ark is something that they carried. Uh, 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 it uh, signified the presence of the Lord there. So they were to carry this thing called the ark. Uh, each carrying a ram's horn. But on the seventh day, uh, you are to march around this town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. Uh, when you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all of the people shout as loud as they can, then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Amazing to, to think or to understand how so many voices could physically bring a wall down. And, and, and this morning we're going we're gonna to look at that and I kind of want to put that right into your hearts or to your spirits right now that you have power to bring walls down. The power of your voice, the power of your, of your shout of praise to God. Here's the thing. It's a shout of praise to God, not of, not of gossip or pulling things down. Yeah. There's a way to shout. I think sometimes as we, as we look at this story, we see giant walls, and we're shouting as loud as we can at the walls, and, and we're shouting as loud, and maybe at other people or situations, nothing's changing, but we're not shouting in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I just wonder, was it the shout... The, of the, the loudness of their voices that brought the wall down or was it who they were shouting to yeah. that brought the walls down? So this morning, now, now, now there is a time, if we're all honest, there is a time to be silent and there is a time to shout. Like, like when, you're, when you're watching the All Blacks play and, and the 20 points up from South Africa and the, all the All Black supporters will shout as loud as they can and, and the South Africans will be quiet as... That's a great time to shout, right? But, but, but also there's a, time, there, there's a time to be silent. Like, like in the middle of the night. I can remember when Bailey, our, our oldest, down in the kids program, there was three or four. And she would, in the middle of the night, would sneak into our room. And she, I would be what you know, wide awake. I'd be fast asleep. I'd be, and she would kind of come up to my ear and go, and it was like she had a megaphone shouting at me. It's like, like even though in the whisper or the silence, I bolt up straight, what's going on? What's And there's this little girl sitting there looking at me, Dad, are you awake? <laughs> Sometimes the, the loudness of a shout can have the same power. But it's understanding when to be silent and when to shout. And I think if we're all honest here, there's times when we should be silent, but we're not. We've got a lot to say. And, and the opposite is true. When there is times when we should be shouting the name of Jesus over situations, but we don't. I, I think, think you're the same as me. And in our humanity, we can be good at shouting at all of the wrong things. Because you know, just like me, there's, there's situations, that, that, like that situation when you can't see a way through. You're so frustrated at what's happening and, and, and you feel like you need to take things into your own hands and do it your way. You're making a lot of noise, but in fact you're shouting the wrong way and at the wrong thing. The opposite is true as well. It is that, that maybe you're being silent right now and, and where you should be shouting, where you should be speaking up. You're letting things creep into your life and, and they're not healthy for you. You know they're not healthy for you. And You're telling yourself it's not as bad as... Is what it seems, and and that you can stop any time, but in fact, you're being silent the wrong way and at the wrong thing. Truth is, there are times to be silent, and there's times to shout the name of Jesus. And I want you to know today that there's power in your quietest of prayers, and there's power and your shouts of praise. And in Joshua chapter 6, we're going to pull this apart a little bit this morning, so, so jump onto your app or check the notes out as we go. And this is really Joshua chapter 6, and you can uh, read the whole book of Joshua after this fascinating story, great, great leadership book, but also how God was faithful to the people uh, of Israel at the time. But but the story is one of, of uh, about the power of a shout of praise to God, but it's also about a city called Jericho. More importantly, it's a story about God's faithfulness to his people who were were facing a a huge wall uh, between them and the promises of God that he had for them. And and the people had to decide right then and there uh, whether they wanted to continue this journey or, or whether they wanted to pull back because the wall was too big or too wide or was impenetrable. So would they move forward in spite of all the obstacles or would they once again retreat and to safety, see we each we each have a wall to get through, we all have a, a wall that needs to be brought down. we all have a, a crossroads in our spiritual journey at some stage in our in our lives and see God God does not place us on planet Earth without a purpose. you are not placed on this earth. you are not born you 're not in, in Pukekoi without a purpose, and as I talk to people and and even my, my own journey, it's what, what is it to discover the purposes of God for my life? And I want to give a little plug here. Growth Track, you can come into there on the second, uh, second service. It's a great course. We, we, we teach you to, uh, how to discover that purpose in your life. You can just show up there if you want to afterwards. But you have a purpose and a plan. And, and it's as we seek to follow His direction through the difficulties that confront us. Uh, and, and Joshua teaches us how to overcome obstacles. Uh, that would keep us from following the will of God in our lives. And, and, and the first thing is this, is that we overcome obstacles through communication. Through communication. The, see, the major obstacle facing Joshua and the people of Israel was Jericho. It was a great uh, fortified city. And, and, and if they could not conquer this city, then all hope for Israel was gone. Uh, how would they reach the city? How would they scale the wall? See, Joshua uh, had a God who communicated with him. God told Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho, this city, into your hands, along with its king, along with its uh, fighting men. And he provided a real specific plan for taking Jericho. See, here's the thing. Whatever your obstacle is, see, God is willing to cross it with you. He's committed to communicating to you or, or with his people and to provide strength, comfort, he provides hope. And, and if you are up against a wall and you want to know how to deal with it, don't try to overcome it on your own strength because uh, you, you won't be able to. Communication with God should be our first plan of action, not our last resort. You know, you're probably the same as me. In times in your life, you get yourself into such a state, such a position, and all of a sudden you cry out to God, at the bottom of the hill, right? How much more could we have a purposeful, intentional life and for our children if we were able to pray at step number one, up the top of the hill by the fence, where prayer is such a daily part of it, of communicating with God. The second thing is this, is that we defeat difficulties with compliance. This is an interesting one. Because in our, in our world, if it, if it feels good, if, we're, if it's okay, if it's not hurting anyone, anyone else, it, it's okay. Your own, you, you sort out your own rules. You, you, you say what life should look like. But, but we def- the truth is we def- defeat our difficulties through compliance. And, and in the face of such, uh, such ob- great obstacles, Joseph uh, Joshua, he complied with the plan of God. Though he may not have completely understood this plan or its significance, he followed God. And Joshua moved with the people in action. And See, God could use a person like that. God could use a person like Joshua because he was a man of faith. And he was a man, get this, of obedience. He simply followed God's instruction and then the people followed him. God was pretty specific with his plan. He said, uh, all the, "To take the people of Israel, carry some trumpets, take the Ark of the Lord with you, march around for six days, but then on the and not to speak, not to say a thing, but on the seventh day, do this: march around some extra times, and then give a great shout of praise to God." See, it was an act of faith, and it was an act of obedience. Sometimes you and I, we we spend so much time speaking to our walls. Rather than shouting praise to God. And how we do that is normally to everyone else around us. We tell them about our walls and how bad it is and we tell the next person about our walls and we tell the next person and the next person. I think sometimes we spend so much time focusing on our walls when in fact the Bible says that's God who brings the walls down. That we find freedom through Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross for you and for me. Our walls can be hurtful. They can be pain. They can be right in our face. They can be pressing on us. We, sometimes we might find like a, feel like our, our lives are under threat. And I'm not kind of wanting to push down the significance of anybody's walls, but I'm wanting to say, let's shift our focus off our wall and onto the giver of life, the healer, the restorer, the Baptizer, Jesus Christ. The Son of the Living God. See, obedience is the key. Obedience is the key to moving uh, to the moving of God's mighty, mighty hand. The third thing is this: impossibilities become possibilities through confidence. It was at the sh- uh, it was at the sound of the trumpet that the people gave the loudest of shouts, and the walls collapsed. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the walls weren't really the problem. They never. They never really are. The truth is, we the people are the problem, and we seem to always be, but God has the power to do as he chooses, but he desires that we act in obedient faith to him, and when we do, he takes care of our walls. I've got three quick five things that, that I'm, I'm, I believe or I'm hoping I'm, I'm praying that if you would take these home today, if you would spend some time at small group and, and look through some of these things, I know that you will see some walls broken down in your life. So, so we discover that God is stronger than any of our walls when we follow God's instructions. In 2002, the Washington Post published a study said that called this, They published a study called, Why Don't We Read the Manual?, Every good male knows why we don't read manuals, right? Too many words, there's too many diagrams, the words are too small, the pictures are confusing, and there's too many pages as well. But but the issue for the companies and the manufacturers is that that their products don't get fully utilised and uh, and the new things that you and I buy, we we don't use half of the functions and and the, the the bells and the whistles that are within there because we don't know about them because we don't read the manual. We don't follow the instructions, right? Very good. I was going to say, let's put our hands up if you don't read manuals, but I won't, because everybody's hands are going, it's like this lady here, actually, this person, this person who phoned a help desk after having a problem with their new computer, uh, the problem was that the user's teacup kept slipping out of the computer's cup holder. The reason, of course, that the teacup kept slipping out of the computer's cup holder is that computers don't have cup holders. They have a little slide-out tray that you put a CD in, uh, but not for cups. If she'd just read, if that person had just read the manual, they may have discovered that computers do not have teacup holders. (laughs) Proverbs 13.1, it says this, a wise son, a wise person, a wise daughter, a wise woman Heeds the father's instructions, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. A wise person listens. It means that they pay attention. They observe instructions that are given to them. But a mocker is someone who jeers or mocks or treats something with contempt. See, God is actually more after your availability than your ability when we follow God's instructions, when we obey Him, it's like a recipe, part of the recipe, part of the mixture to seeing your walls come down and the obstacles move. The second thing is this, is we discover that God is stronger than our walls because God takes small things and does something big. See, take, take Joseph. Uh, he had, Joseph had 12 brothers. He was the youngest. He went from a pit to a prison, to a palace. God chose Joseph uh, because he consistently remained patient and faithful to God. He stayed obedient in prison and the palace. See, God takes small things and does something big. How about Gideon? Uh, Gideon, he was too was the youngest of his, and, and he was the smallest of his family. God chose Gideon because he was obedient and he trusted God. Gideon's army of just 300 defeated a much larger enemy. God takes small things and does something big with it. How about Esther? Esther had a, had a real rough upbringing. she lost her parents, had died from, a, from an early age, and, and she was living with an uncle. But because of her beauty and her silence, she found favor with the king at the time. So God chose her because of her obedience. God does big things with our small things. Matthew 17 20 if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move for nothing will be impossible for you. See I'm believing for you today. For every person in this place I'm believing that God can take your small amount of faith and our obedience and do something big with it. Like Heal your body. The wall, that wall come crashing down. Like, like the broken relationship, that wall come down. It restored. Like, like the habit or the attitude. Like, like your small amount of faith in God and your obedience and that wall comes crashing down. Your small amount of faith is all that God needs to do something big in your life. Third and final thing is this. Is that We discover that God is stronger than our walls because... God delights in showing his power through people like you and like me. God delights in showing his power. Yesterday, I'll tell you a funny story. Actually, Denise doesn't even know the story yet, but she will in a second. Yesterday, we I had to take a big wood splitter. That's the thing that you split. Big rounds of firewood, you know, to get firewood, and it's quite a big machine. It had big wheels on it, uh, and I had to put it onto a trailer, and we were going to drop it off at Huntley. So, uh, I, I, I had some ramps. Easy, I couldn't do it myself, right? Yeah. So that's cool. So I lined it up, and I, I, I it was quite heavy, and, and so I pushed it up the ramp, and I almost got there. I nearly got the this wood splitter and its wheels onto the trailer, nearly. Uh, I got about 90% of the way and I ran out of steam. I ran out of steam. Luckily for me, as I had a piece of wood that I could jam up there so it didn't run me over on its way back, uh, uh, but, but I thought I had it. <laughs> I thought, I'm young, I'm fit, I'm strong. I, I can, I've got this sorted. I can do this. I could do it to about 90% of the way up before I had to call for help from my beautiful wife and my lovely daughter. Could you please come and help me push this up the rest of the way? I needed help. I wasn't strong enough to push it up all the way. Even though I thought I could do it myself, I couldn't. Can I tell you today that when you try to do it yourself, you're more than likely, you will come to a point where you discover that you can't do it yourself what you need to take hold of and what you need to step into. 2 Corinthians tells us this from 12.9. It says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness when I haven't got the strength so that the power of Christ can work through me. See, God delights in you when you come to say to him, God, I need you. I, I, I can't do it by myself anymore. Here's what happens: He will pour out His grace upon you in your weakness when you've got no strength to go through, when you don't know what to do, when you call upon the name of the Lord and start shouting his praise, when you're in that in that place of, of quiet prayer to him, that heaven moves for you. He will pour out His grace. This is what will happen to you. He will pour out His grace and His love upon you if you come to Him. If you say that you you can do it 90% of the way, it's the 10% that will get you, just like I found out yesterday. God is waiting for your call. His grace is sufficient for you. He will pour out His grace when you're weak and He will show you His power. Is there anyone here that works with animals? Like maybe a vet or work on a farm or dairy farm or sheep or maybe you're a dog walker or you work for the zoo or something. Animals are amazing things, right? Some people might say they insignificant things. Right? The Bible has an amazing story about someone so small that was out looking after sheep. His name was David, the youngest. He was out caring for sheep, but God had a plan for him. God had something that he was wanting to do in his heart and in his life. And he was just a shepherd. He just looked after sheep, walked them around and tried to keep them fed. How was that going to help him? Fast forward to the, rest of the story of David. David went from being a shepherd to looking after sheep, the youngest, to becoming a king because God had a plan for him. But David became become a king after one significant battle of using something really small that he had in his pouch. You know the story, to take down a great giant what small stone are you saying that is insignificant right now? That maybe God is planting uh, planting a seed in your heart and in your mind. And what small stone is in your pouch that God is saying, do this, use this? And you're saying, it's too small. It's not going to make a difference. I believe to tell you today that your small thing is something that God can do something be. it just took a small stunt to take down a giant it took one shout of praise to take down a mighty city's defences and a great wall I believe for you and for me today it just takes a small amount of faith and trust and obedience and a loving Father and I believe I'm expecting that you will see some of your walls come down why don't we close our eyes and I'm gonna pray right now. Maybe I, I wanna pray for some, some people right now. Maybe you're facing some really big walls right now. I, I, I wanna stand and, and pray and why don't you agree with me if that's, if that's you this morning, where every eye's closed and every head is bound. Maybe you've got some things that you're just facing. That's like a wall. and and you can't see a way through, you don't know what to do, I believe God's going to speak to you. He's going to give you maybe some small things uh, that will have a big impact on your wall or your situation you're facing. And and we we don't embarrass anyone here, but I I want you to step out in faith this morning. And and if you're facing a wall, as I pray, all I want you to do is just, you just lift your hand and say, God, that's me. God, I need you to do something with this wall. So as I pray, you lift your hand. Uh, No one's looking around, so you go for it. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, as these hands are lifted around all this auditorium, oh God, Lord, we speak to every single wall, every barrier, Father God, everything that may be in the way in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we declare that You reign and that You rule, Lord Jesus, that You have all power and authority. So, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray for the download, Father God, for the words of wisdom, Father, I pray, for the courage, Lord Jesus, for the power of the Holy Spirit in every situation against every wall, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I expect breakthroughs, Lord God. Lord, I believe for walls to come down in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray as we shout your praises, the fame and the glory of your name, oh God. Lord, I speak to these walls and command them to fall in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lastly, uh, we're going to close our service in a few minutes. But before we do that, are you here today? And and, and you might say, Daryl, who is this God you're talking about? Or, Or who is Jesus? And just in in this 30 seconds, uh, it it all starts with knowing God. And and, and, and what I'm going to do in a second here, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And if if you say, Daryl, I don't know God. I've never said yes to Him. I've never given my life to following Him. But I want to. I'm going to pray a real simple prayer if that's you this morning, and, and just silently in your heart just pray uh, this prayer after me because you, you're saying, God, I give you my past. I want freedom from my past, hope for today and for my future. There's a thing that separates us from God and that's called our sin, our, our stuff. And Jesus went to a cross. He died on a cross for you and for me, taking your debt, taking your sin upon His very own body. He was crucified and He died. He rose again victorious. Paying the debt for you and for me that we may live free. So, so if you want to say yes to Jesus, I'm just going to invite you right now. Just pray this prayer, just quietly in your heart after me. Pray this. Pray, Dear God, today I choose to give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. I make the decision to follow you from this day forward. Thank you that you forgive me and you make me brand new. Lord, I thank You for washing me clean in Jesus' name, amen. To Avery, I eye your eyes still closed. I just, I just lastly, really quickly, if you just prayed that prayer saying yes to Jesus, what a great decision you've made today. And all I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna embarrass anybody right here, but I'm gonna count to three and on three, if you said yes to Jesus, all I want you to slip your hand up and down. It's like a faith statement. So I know who I'm praying for and we're gonna support for this part of your journey. So on three, lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand right now if you want to say yes to Jesus. See those hands over here to my left. See the hand in the back. Anyone else want to say yes to Jesus? Give your.